0: Hello and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. Join us as we dive into topics like languages and frameworks, data and event-driven architectures, and individual and team productivity, all tailored to developers and engineering leaders. This episode is part of our Heroku in the Wild series.
1: Hello and welcome to Codish. I'm Chris Castle, developer advocate at Salesforce Heroku. And we have a, a pretty interesting episode for you today. It is about something we're calling the Wicked Cool Kit. But before we get into that, I will let Julian introduce himself.
2: Of course, hello Chris, my name is uh, Julian Duque. I'm a lead developer advocate here at Salesforce for Heroku. And I'm currently transmitting from the beautiful city of Medellin in Colombia.
1: Yeah, we've got this remote podcast going. So I'm in New York City. Julian is in Medellin, Colombia. And then we have Lynn here. Lynn, you want to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, hi, um, I'm Lynn Fisher. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, um, and I'm a designer and web developer. I work for a software consultancy called AndYet. And my shtick, I guess, is making weird web projects uh, targeted at really niche subjects.
1: (laughs) And I will just make a plug for, Lynn, what's your, your personal website? Oh, it's well,
0: lynnandtonic
1: Lynn dot and tonic, like gin and, and tonic, tonic, but Lynn. Yeah, L- yep. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Lynn always does like a a fun personal website refresh every year, so check it out now. Yeah,
0: just launched this week.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, let's jump into it. So, Lynn, can you explain what is the Wicked Cool Kit? And it's actually something that you can use our our listeners, you can check out and use yourself. Uh, so, can you yeah explain what is it and and how do they how would someone use it?
0: Yeah, so the Wicked Cool Kit is a set of tools that have a little bit of a throwback vibe that you can, uh, as a developer, uh, build yourself or implement some of the tools into your personal websites. So, the three tools that are kicking off the Wicked uh, Cool Kit are a developer trading card, where you can create your very own trading card with uh, your feats of strength and your kind of unique interests. And then a web ring where kind of, you know, the old school web ring where you can, you and your friends or uh, whoever can all belong to a web ring that clicks through to each of your different sites. And then also a hit counter uh, where you can add to any one of your sites and it'll show you how many visitors have come to your site or how many times you've manually refreshed your website. <laughs> um, back to the good old days where uh, lots of sites had little hit counters.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I remember this concept of a web ring came up, right? So you could join up with a bunch of people and I actually don't remember them too well. Was it always like a about a specific topic or was it just like randomness based on whoever somehow like connected with others?
0: Right, I think there was both. Um, like, hey, these are my friends or um, people that I know, but I think the ones that really took off were like very specific. Like here's yeah. my, my, my little pony web ring and all these fan sites for that or... Yeah. Um, a particular band or a particular fandom and where you could click through and see all these different personal sites dedicated to a particular topic.
2: And also it was this convertibility. Uh, The URLs back in the days were like huge. You have these long HEO cities with the region with a lot of numbers or angel fire and they they were impossible to memorize. And it wasn't easy to use a DNS or like to have like a... Like a chart URL for your website, so I think it, it was also good for discover other websites yeah. around the same topic.
1: Okay, and so there's the the wicked cool kit site, which we'll put in the show notes, which you'll be able to check out. lynn can you talk about the trading card a little bit? That's kind of like, I don't. It's not really like the main or premier component, but it's kind of like the biggest and most detailed piece of it. So, what were you thinking about, kind of with the the trading card, and how does that? harken back to the past and and, um, how can people use it?
0: We had kind of come up with the the toolkit idea, retro, right? And uh, Terry Carter, who's a designer developer on our team, um, threw out the idea of the designer developer trading card. And this, I think, riffed on a couple different things. One, which are um, card trading games, or trading of like small objects, I think, is something that feels nostalgic to people. You know, Magic the Gathering, other card games even like for me as a younger person that was like trading like lisa frank stickers or like things like uh. that where there's this kind of like um idea of like collection trading and you know like even like baseball cards is more traditional route so the trading card basically what you can do is deploy your personal trading card to heroku and fill in all your details you can add a picture you can add your contact info you can add what you personally are just really good at your feats of strength And a little bio about yourself. And I think what this does also is that it creates a little space on the web that's totally yours that you can customize. And I think that feels really nostalgic, too, where, you know, now you're kind of, oh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, this kind of big conglomerate of lots of people. And I think a lot of people are kind of feeling a longing for these little kind of small spaces on the web to call your own. Um, And so it really, really has that kind of vibe. And so we also have a part uh, A part of the trading card is that you can add some stickers to your trading card to showcase your skills, like what Heroku um, languages you write in, your different interests outside of coding. I think a big part of having a space on the internet is celebrating kind of your broad range of interests, not just yeah, your particular, yeah. your day job or what you're doing with code. So we have things, little stickers, like for if you're into baking or if you're into woodworking or If you like to read books or write or, you know, just a range of things that you can add to your developer trading card to show like, hey, this is what I'm about. That's cool. Yeah. And so as other people also deploy their trading cards, what we're wanting to do is where if you click on, let's say you have a baking sticker on your trading card, then you could like click on the baking one and it'll take you to someone else who also has the baking sticker on their trading cards. You can discover like-minded people, people that are into the same thing as you are, um, kind of that discoverability of the web ring that we talked about, where you can discover and read what everyone else is about and f- discover other Heroku devs too.
2: I, I love that idea of discover other people that have the same interests as you. Uh, lately, and especially during this year and what's going on, I've been getting back a lot to tabletop role-playing games online with a lot of friends. I've been playing since I'm seven, but but now it has been like, well, I'm at home. I have time to play, so why not get together with friends? And starting to, to know more people in the community with the same interest. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of also developers and tech people that are doing the same. And I can't wait to start like discovering the people that are sharing the same interest as me. And to see why not running uh, some sort of one-shot campaigns, even like talking with the people other teams, I'm discovering like a lot of people with the same interest. And it, and it is good to be able to have a space to do things besides just uh, tech or just like coding. Yeah. So I think it's a very good idea to use this trading card concept to share what you love, what you like, and discover other people with the same interest as you.
1: One thing I like about the stickers and them not necessarily like there are the maybe the languages, uh, programming languages that you know, but then there's like mountains or baking or stitching or other things, and I feel like for for such a long time um, and still to this day, like software developers are kind of like pigeonholed into this very like, to be like frank, like this white male like nerdy definition. One, there's like lots of other people out there that are getting into software development, but two all of those people have different facets to their, their personality and their likes and the things they do. Like I, although I like sitting in front of a computer and writing code, I also like mountain biking and skiing and, and like these other things that uh, like I did search and rescue. I was a ski patroller, like back in, I don't know, a decade ago, which, which are things that are kind of like not necessarily associated with software developers. But uh, yeah, I like that, you know, there's many different facets of people than just being like coders.
2: For example, I have a friend from Argentina, she's a developer and she started uh, knitting mm-hmm. and she was doing like the JavaScript logo and some other like tech stuff. And a lot of other people started like, wow, I want to be part of like a knitting meetup. And they yeah. got together and started to share like different patterns and they created like a very good community, not not only knitting. And then they started like, okay, I'm also a plant person. And let's start sharing uh, tips of taking care of plants, and, and it was it, it is nice to see that that you can also create community around other different interests yep. using the same technologies and the same tools we use for creating tech communities.
1: Yeah, one other thing I like about the trading cards also is that like I'm not a great designer. Uh, visual designer or very good at CSS. And so when I want to kind of like express something, I have trouble getting that image or vision in my head out onto paper or website. And the trading card looks cool. And all I have to do is like provide information, like fill out the form or, or, or something like that. I don't have to worry about making it look cool. So it's kind of like a view of my personality, of me, me as a person, but I don't have to um, struggle through CSS or other other things that I'm not great at.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a big barrier for people putting a personal site out there. It's like, yeah. well, what does it look like? And that's such a hurdle to get over. And so, yeah, it's like, hey, we designed this so it looks cool, fits the theme, and you don't have to worry about any of that.
2: Once people take a look at the website and the design concept behind, there is something that I that I like a lot. And, and especially as of today, it's a very, very relevant the The look and feel is very retro futuristic, like the the choice of colors. So like blue, purple. It 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 feels retro, but also modern and futuristic. So it it brings that, for me, like that cyberpunkish
1: nostalgia. Yeah, that seems to be getting getting popular again. So if we back up a little bit, there's this thing called the Wicked Cool Kit, which we created, but it's part of kind of this umbrella project called the. Is it just called the Weirdos project, Lynn?
0: Uh, find Your Weirdos.
1: Find Your Weirdos. Okay. Yep. Can you, first of all, explain like, what is this Find Your Weirdos project? Why did you name it Weirdos? Like Sometimes yeah. that can have negative connotations, but like, mm-hmm. totally. what, is that, what does that mean to you or to, to the folks that put this together?
0: So the project Find Your Weirdos is an and yet project. So for me personally, and just a lot of us on the team, I think we've had that experience on the web or in person, right? Where you... Discover something, someone else is really interested in this like really niche topic that you are, and it's just kind of a magical experience. And we have just always wanted to figure out if we can like capture that. (laughs) That's we're just always kind of chasing that feeling. Um, and we use the word weirdos because I think it captures (laughs) the nicheness of it, right? Where Mm -hmm. there's some different skills of it, right? Like, if I talk to someone, oh, you like Star Wars, cool, like I like Star Wars, we can connect on that, but. Star Wars is also like a huge, <laughs> a huge property, right? Disney owns it and oh. all of that. And so sometimes it's that weird niche thing where it's like, that's a little weird. I don't know if people would be into it if I shared it, you know? Yeah. And when you connect with someone like that, it's like, oh my gosh, I found my fellow weirdo. They're a weirdo like me, right? And so it's kind of also reclaiming that, ooh, that's kind of a strange thing you're into and being proud of it, right? Like, I'm proud yeah. of this thing that I'm super into. And I want to find my other weirdos that are into that also. Yeah. Um, so, personally, that's kind of the vibe we're thinking about. And what Find Your Weirdos is, is translating that experience, that journey to helping companies do that. Where, hey, there's these people out there who are into the same thing that you are as a company. They're all about the details, the fine print of what you as a company are missioned toward right? And they're going to be excited about you and you can serve them in a way that is really meaningful. And so Find Your Weirdos is about that. And there are weirdos projects. So this is a weirdos project, the cool kit. Um, But also we've at find.yourweirdos.com, we've been writing a series of essays about how other companies have done this. Um, Some like really specific examples of like how companies have been able to grow um, and serve their customers in a way that's really unique and like meets them where they are. Um, yeah. And then also just some kind of thoughts and perspective about why we're doing this.
1: You didn't really say this, but I think it's it's in there. It's like you're like encouraging empathy from from a company like for its its customers or users in some way yeah. by saying like, yeah, maybe it is weird that you love <laughs> alligators or something like that. Or oh, wow. um, I'm just looking through the the find your weirdos dot com site now, like uh, coffee or. Uh, my little ponies, like you said earlier, like Thanks. there's all these different things, but it kind of like forces you to be like, Oh, I'm going to be curious about it as a company or as an employee with, with customers and, and kind of learn about the things my, my people are into.
0: Yeah. totally. And it
1: also seems like the, this project is, is kind of about connection, like encouraging connection between people. Does did and yet have an annual conference? Is that what uh, and uh, it used to do? Almost
0: close to. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. If you had followed Andyet over the last decade or so, I feel like most people know about and Yet through conferences. Um, mm. So, Realtime Conf is, was the big one, um, and then in 2015 we did and Yet Conf, which was pretty different. But the conferences were always really weird. <laughs> A lot of really kind of special pieces added to it. So. We wrote a music, original music for it. Produced an album by Ben Mitchell. Um, did a an activity called Texcapades, which was a SMS based uh, choose your own adventure game <laughs> that like oh, you could cool. play along with the conference. Like during the course of the conference, there was a play that went through the course of the conference at um, at different locations. And so, some people are like, "This is the weirdest conference I've ever been to," and some people <laughs> are like, "Oh my gosh, this is totally my vibe!" Right? Like this is so special. Yeah. And over time, you know, we've we're creative folks, so we pivot a lot, right? We're like, hey, let's focus on this. Let's focus on this. But the thing that was most meaningful for us in connecting with people in our community, with people in our industry, and with like future clients, us working with Heroku uh, came from conference relationships that we've built, yeah. and so we we're like, ah, that to us felt the most genuine and the most real and the most this finding your weirdos vibe, and so we're like how can we translate this to the web one Mm -hmm. where you're not meeting in person? That's just like limited in scope, right? It's like only so much you can do there. But then also like, how can we also do this for other teams? Mm, And we also do this for ourselves a little bit. Um, We call them Glorpies, uh, but they're basically like passion projects. So a Glorpie is like, there's a like close-up magic trick called um, the haunted handkerchief where it's like, I'm sure you've seen at some point where like the handkerchief like feels alive the ghost in that yeah. is called mm-hmm. Glorpy. So that's where uh, that name comes from. Okay. I don't know, that's not super interesting, but anyway, so we call them Glorpies and they're little passion projects that we do, that we try to do so that we can like get our creative bug out and create yeah. things for the people that we think would really respond to it. So we've done a couple, one is called Face Camp. It's at face.camp and it's a way to, um, you can capture just a quick gif of yourself and drop it into a Slack. Um, and as a remote team for us, that was like super valuable of like being able to connect to each other across distances, basically yeah. connect with each other online. And then we also have an app called We Got You, which is we got you And that's a way to send um, digital greeting cards to other people. One thing we missed, this like had good timing this year because now everyone is remote. Um, yeah. But we, as a remote team before, um, we really missed the concept of being able to like Celebrate each other by signing a card and handing that to someone. And so we got you.cards is like kind of a V1 of that where you can pass a card around digitally, everyone can sign it and then send it off.
1: So, what about if you go to find.yourweirdos.com? There's a lot of different things you folks have, have done and yet has done. How did you and the team settle on the wicked cool kit? as the next project and and for this project that you've done with us with Salesforce and Heroku?
0: So we wanted to figure out a way to connect with Heroku's weirdos. Like, who are those? And another thing is that there are lots of different weirdos, right? So like I have pub trivia weirdos or like mm. Shit's Creek weirdos or whatever, right? Like <laughs> think, so, I mean, I think the nice thing with weirdos too is it allows you to focus. You don't have to try to meet everyone. You're really trying to, connect with a group yeah. and so for the cool kit we talked about a couple ideas we talked about ooh, maybe we could like create a directory of projects that people that are built on heroku and salesforce that people could con- submit we could highlight specific developers where people could discover uh the different things that people are working on i think there's a good vibe there where ooh, like I, hey i made this site about this other random thing and i don't know where to share that but this place is made for that we talked about hackathons and um focusing on like cause-oriented projects, you know, people that are really, really passionate about a specific cause and use technology like Heroku and Salesforce to achieve those goals that they have. And then we talked about the toolkit, which where that kind of came in was that like we said I said earlier, where there's all these developers who want are kind of tinkerers. They like to play with open source stuff, like, hey, I'll add this to my site, I'll add this, or I'll I'll, I'll make a developer trading card. Um, so talking to those folks, but also developers who are kind of longing for that personal space on the web, those smaller connections, like discovering, like Julián said, discovering other tabletop gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Like having a mechanism to do that that isn't, doesn't feel so overwhelming, like Twitter. It's hard to discover people on Twitter interest-based, yeah. right? And so you're kind of thinking about that, kind of the The days of the web where things felt a little bit smaller, but we still wanted it to be fun, something that people could uh, riff on, something that they could add into their site and show off, something that they could share and discover new people around.
1: Yeah. Um, And the, the word wicked... I had heard of it, heard of its use in this way, because maybe I grew up in the Northeast US, and I think that's where it, it originates, but like, yeah, what does wicked mean in this context? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs>
2: specifically for me, I am a non-native English speaker. And yeah. for me, wicked, it's like the wicked witch or something bad. <laughs> that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
0: so wicked was a, and is, I guess, it's not as used as much now, but um, a slang word for cool. So when we were naming this, I was thinking, like, okay, what are some retro-y words that would, like, convey the vibe but also feel unique? And we talked about radical um, (laughs) um, and some other kind of slang words for cool. And um, radical itself isn't used as much, but rad, I feel like, is still pretty popular a word. And wicked felt, like, vintage enough but that people still might know the meaning of. Or maybe we can revive Wicked. I don't know. We can. Yeah,
1: that would be cool. <laughs> uh,
0: people can start using it again.
1: So you kind of alluded to like helping company, right? And yet is a, is a company. You got to make, mm-hmm. make money. And so the yeah. Find Your Weirdos idea, concept, campaign, whatever you want to call it, is a kind of helping different companies find, understand their weirdos, understand their customers, focus on them in a way, a non-traditional way, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so how did you... Think about that with like Salesforce and Heroku and and helping us find our customers.
0: I think what where I was coming from was that there are a lot of devs using Heroku that want to build stuff that's neat, that's personal, right? They want to connect with other developers. And we wanted to create something for them that they can interact with and not just use or consume like not something that you just read or something that Mm -hmm. um it's something for them like oh i can take this and use it like the hit counter Mm -hmm. or i can like create a developer trading card and deploy it to heroku and be active in this process i think participation is a big part of it you want like sarah avenir our ceo her big thing is like making what you make in public right like hey, like bringing people along with you, collaborating. um, And that's really the way that you make a lot of connections, especially as a company. And that can be hard to do as companies grow. And so, you know, Salesforce um, is quite a big company. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think what this does, which is neat actually, is that it introduces um, developers who maybe haven't used Salesforce, introduces them to it in a way that feels not overwhelming, (laughs) right? There's cool features on Salesforce that you can use in your apps now, Um, And here's a small and fun way to do that. And I think that's a really cool thing, too, where um, Heroku being um, so closely tied with Salesforce, it's like, hey, there's like I can deploy my app on Heroku in the way that I've done before, or maybe not. Maybe I can host my my data in Salesforce or I can use Salesforce in this way um, with my apps that I'm already building. So it's a pretty cool way to kind of like bridge that
2: one thing i love about about the project and how we are using it on salesforce and and it happened to me before joining salesforce is you see it as this super enterprise software for super serious square applications and always the use cases you find are like enterprisey businessy and for people maybe like me or the weirdos out there, sometimes those use cases might not be as, as interesting are doing like some other fun projects on the web. But being able to use like the, the power of Salesforce or leveraging uh, Salesforce as uh, how can we use their database capabilities to, to manage all the data, to be able to feed these type of applications and write something as cool as the, as the Wicked Cool, t- cool Kit it shows uh, the power of of both platforms, like both the Salesforce and Heroku platform and how ho can they work together and create really, really cool use cases.
0: Yeah, I think like for me personally, approaching something like this, where I'm like, I could add a hit counter to my site or a web ring and it'll show me how I can use Salesforce as a database for a site. Like that yeah. to me feels super approachable and like not scary, where yeah. like I have a lot of sites that have a lot of data and it's all just like, hard to manage and a lot of stuff is in spreadsheets and you know and like that type of thing even for me as I tip much more on the designer side than like database stuff I don't touch that ever but like if I had something like this that could show me like oh hey like this stuff isn't scary you can use a database on a small site and you don't need to be like a big business I think that's really cool and I don't know, I'm into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, let's learn about these technologies in a fun and maybe more like personally applicable way to me. Yeah. It helps kind of keep my interest or keep my excitement about something to learn about the technologies and kind of like underlying capabilities of of um, Salesforce and and Heroku. Yeah. I think that's about it for time we have. Is there any, Helen, Did you have any other questions or, or things for Lynn? Oh, pretty much I can't
2: yeah. wait to start sharing my trading card yeah. with all you all and start like Me discovering too. new people, new friends to see what yeah. we can do. And also to, to remind the folks out there, this is an open source project. So both like uh, the JavaScript and the Heroku code and the Salesforce projects are going to be available for you to try it out. So the idea yeah. is also, not not only to have a cool project to use and to share with people, but also to learn how to develop for, for the both platforms.
1: What about you, Lynn? Anything, anything to any, like final thoughts about this project or the weirdos kind of umbrella project in general,
0: just have fun with it. I think that's yeah. the main thing. Right. And as you play with it, if you have sticker ideas, if you have, mm. um, you know, what do you want to see? Let us know.
1: Cool. Well, thanks for for joining us lynn and for your your passion and excitement and sharing the the inner workings of of how this wicked cool kit came about
0: yeah thanks for having me
1: we'll have a link to the project and to help you get started in the show notes and that is all thanks very much for joining codish and have a great day everyone Thanks
0: for joining us for this episode of the Codish podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Codish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com podcasts.